Welcome to the Andy Mazur Podcast. I'm Andy, and thanks for being here. Remember, hit the subscribe button if you like what you hear, wherever you may be listening across the many different podcasting platforms like Spotify, Google, Anchor, and, of course, Apple Podcasts. I've also created a YouTube page to just search out Andy Mazur Podcast for video trailers of each week's podcast. I certainly appreciate you checking us out. Podcast sponsored locally by Roots Pizza with four convenient Chicago-area locations. There's sure to be a Roots Pizza near you. Stop in for Quad City-style pizza with a sweet malted crust, and don't forget to order the mozzarella sticks. They are unforgettable, and I think they're life-changing. For more information, head to rootspizza.com. So March Madness officially is here. The Fighting Illini and the Loyola Ramblers representing the state of Illinois. Both teams are going to the uh, Pittsburgh region. And speaking of those two schools, my guest today was on the Ramblers team that beat Illinois in the second round of last year's NCAA tournament. He was also a part of the team that went to the Final Four in his freshman year. We're going to talk some college basketball with the 6'9 forward from Algonquin, Illinois, number 25, Cameron Crutwig. Crut is my guest on this edition of the Andy Mazur Podcast. Enjoy. This is the Andy Mazur Podcast. That ball is thrilled. Justin Fields making magic happen. Kirsch and got free. Walks into the net. Ball It is gone. Here's Andy. And welcome into the Andy Mazer podcast. I am pleased to be joined by Cameron Crutwig, the former Loyola Rambler, and uh, now you're playing professionally. Tell us about the, uh, the situation you're in right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, first off, you know, thanks for having me on. It's it's a little bit uh, different. Usually, I, I, I host my own podcast. Yes, now. you do. <laughs> I'm in other shoes, which is which is uh, you know, let's get some perspective over here. So uh, no, it's, it's been going good. It's been going good over here. Um, we're kind of entering our our home stretch of the of the season. Um, playoffs are starting in uh, in May, late April, May. So uh, you know, finishing up some games in March. It's kind of crazy. We only have three games in the entire month of March. Um, and then we've got seven in April. So uh, don't ask me about the scheduling over here. But then uh, after April, the playoffs kind of start. And, uh, you know, then it's kind of I think it's a best of five series. And, you know, you, you lose, you go home pretty much. What, uh, what's the experience been like? I mean, I know you had the, the comforts of Loyola for the last four years and now you're, you're kind of on your own. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like living on my own. Um, my girlfriend uh, Jess is is out here with me. We've uh, we've we've kind of made do out here in Europe and, and kind of got kind of accustomed to it now, and um, definitely like it out here. You know, you, you kind of you get your own apartment. You get uh, my team is fortunate enough; they, they got me a car, so you know I've got some freedom, um, being able to go places and and uh, travel a little bit. I've been to Amsterdam a couple times. Um, been around Belgium. So yeah, that part of it is, is really nice. Just kind of being on your own, not, not necessarily having to stick to like a college, you know, class regiment type thing. Um, obviously here we've got practice and we've got a schedule and stuff, but those days where it's, you know, maybe you get, you have early practice, then you have the next day free, you know, you can do stuff, you know, I mean, not that I couldn't do it in college, but you know, I had class or I had a paper due or something like that. So I definitely, Definitely don't miss the college uh, part of, of college, but uh, yeah, I'm making do out here and, and having some fun playing hoops. Um, you know, you, you can't really beat that. What's the, uh, what's the competition level like in, in your league? Yeah. So 
you know, in, in Europe, it's all kind of about moving up, moving up the ladder. Um, I would say Belgium is, is like uh, a mid, a mid level um, as far as on the scale of Europe, you know, Spain is, is like number one. Then you've got Italy, Germany, um, you know, there's some other good leagues. Australia's got a, got a, a pretty good league. Um, and, and, you know, and then Lithuania, Belgium, France is really good. So um, it's not really, I mean, the competition is, is, is good. You know, it's tough. It's, it's definitely a different style of basketball um, than, than it is in America. It's, it's, it's much more physical and, um, you know, it, it's different than the college game. It's more fast paced. It, it's more, uh, you know, not necessarily 30 seconds is a long time on that shot clock, man. And I, uh, you don't think so. You don't think of it like, you know, oh, it's only six seconds, but it really does like, I, I remember going to uh, one of Loyola's practices over uh, over the break, over winter break. I got to go home for a week, and uh, I went to one of their practices. And uh, you know, I'm playing defense for 30 seconds. I'm like, damn, damn, man, shoot the ball. Um, so that I think that's something a little bit different. And I think as you know, you, you progress and, and move up, or or you know, in, in my basketball career or anyone's basketball career, you're, you're gonna learn little tricks, learn little, um, you know, ways to survive, ways to, you know, be, be a successful player. And uh, I'm, I'm in the process of learning that right now. My, it's my first year. So, you know, you got to take everything, you know, in, in that sense and always building and, and trying to get better. All right. Since you mentioned you have a kind of a slow schedule in March, it's going to afford you the opportunity to, to watch a lot of March Madness. I'm sure you're pretty happy about that. And I know you, yeah. you probably figured out and found out where the Ramblers are going and uh, who they're playing. And just give me your thoughts on the, on the matchup and, uh, and all of that. Yeah. So it, it's kind of crazy. Like, um, as you know, <laughs> I think we exchanged maybe 10 emails about trying to figure out a time <laughs> for us to, to record, yeah. um, you know, because it was seven hours. Then I realized, oh, wait, it's daylight savings. It's six hours. Um, so that has been a little bit of a challenge. I haven't been able to watch, uh, a ton of Rambler games. I, I can usually watch the ones before like five, usually five o'clock there is, is midnight here. So if, and usually they play at seven. So the game starts at 2 a.m. I'm not watching no. a game that starts at 2 a.m. <laughs> but um, what's great is the Ramblers play at 1215 uh, Eastern time. So that's, you know, five my time, which is great. Um, so I, I've been able to, you know, I think I watched them play San Francisco. That was an early game. I watched them play in the uh, Arch Madness because they had some early games. Um, uh, and then I uh, was able to watch Selection Sunday and, and, and all that good stuff. So I'll be able to watch. And, uh, you know, Ohio State, I actually played with uh, a guy in AAU, Jimmy Sotos, who's, uh, who's on their team right now. Um, well, they got a guy, EJ Liddell right. uh, from Illinois. Uh, I, I don't really know him, but I, I know of him. He was, I think he's in my class. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, Big Ten opponent. Um, but, there, you know, I, I think I said it to you before, it's, it's, it's a great time to be a Rambler in March, man. So, you know, people doubt us. People are going to say stuff. You know, I, I think now we, we have the respect. I don't think people are, you know, thinking – well, this, this team is, you know, not all that or this and, and Cinderella's is kind of out the door now. So I, I think it will, it will be a, a good game, but I know we're ready for it. Take me kind of into the mindset of, of what these guys are going through right now, since you've been through it a couple of times. I mean, 
you, you probably weren't uh, able to really think about it as a freshman because everything was coming at you so fast and furious, I'm sure. But, you know, but last year, you know, you really had a chance to kind of think about, all right, well, here's our opponent where if we, if we advance, we're going to play Illinois. We're going to get ourselves on the map again. And, uh, and what's going through their minds? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you, you try to keep it business as usual. You, you try to keep it as much and normal as you possibly can. I, I remember last year, um, we'd won Arch Madness down in St. Louis. And then because Arch Madness is one week before kind of all the other conference tournaments, just, you have this like weird week in between from Sunday to Sunday uh, until Selection Sunday. And that's just kind of a, a time and, and they just they just live that, you know, get better. You, you don't even know who you're going to play. You don't know where you're going to go. It's a lot of unknowns. So in that time, you really got to focus on yourself, on your team, um, just going to practice. It's more about like skill work and, and you know, development during that time and, and getting your shots up, getting reps, getting getting your win so you, you stay in shape. Um, and then when, you know, Selection Sunday rolls around, um, you know who you're going to play, you know where you're going. Now, now it's kind of time to get to work. It's time to get to work. And, um, you know, I'm sure those coaches, I know those coaches definitely – we used to do, and, and Coach Moser used to do this, and I know they probably did this this year, like he would give an assistant, they would look at all the brackets, right? All the, all the fake brackets, you know, you know, whether it be Lenardi or people that put out the brackets before Selection Sunday, and they would look at the teams who we were, you know, going maybe to play, and he would give an assistant like, okay, you got these three teams, you got these three teams. So they would be watching films on teams. And then when it came down to Sunday, who we're going to play, we're only going to play one of those teams. So the, the you know, we, we probably scouted nine teams, you know, the eight teams that we, that we watch film on and stuff. Well, that the coaches, we, the players didn't really, but um, you know, so that, that was kind of what the, the coach's mindsets were just kind of trying to gather all this information, trying to get, everything you can to be prepared. And, and now that they know it's Ohio state, um, they're going to go to work. They're going to scout them. They're going to, you know, go over what they like, what their actions are, who their, who their key guys are, stuff like that, how they've won, how they've lost. And, um, you know, relay that information to us. And, and in practice, you only get, I think we, we, well, we play Friday. Normally we've played every day, Thursday. Thursday yeah. uh, so they get that extra day, which is kind of nice. And uh, I think you go out there on like a Wednesday and uh, you have some practices, get on, get on the floor there and, and just, you know, tip it up and let's do it. Let's go back to your freshman year because it's, it's kind of a, a defining year for not only for you, but for the program as well. I mean, uh, getting into the, to the tournament and then, and I'm sure not in your minds, but in everybody else's minds, shocking the world and getting into the final four, uh, you know, the experience that you had there, and I'm, I'm sure it, it carried you through the, your, your four years at Loyola, but, you know, it was so unexpected, but I guess you guys never really didn't expect to win, did you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just thinking about that. Um, I was talking with one of my teammates uh, on the ride home today, like, before that run, like, no one knew about Loyola. No one, you know, we hadn't won the Valley yet. We hadn't, you know, I don't know when the last time they won the Horizon League. Um, they had just had a, a okay season. You know, I think they made it to, to the semifinals in Arch Madness. Um, and then we, we went off and we had that, and we, we, we did that all year. You know, we had a great year. Um, we started off, we beat Florida, uh, you know, who was ranked five in the nation. Um, we, we beat some good Valley teams. We, we, I think we went 
15 and three in the Valley or, or 16 and yeah, 15 and three, I think um, one arch madness, you know, we were feeling good. And then, um, you know, you just kind of, we just kind of rolled into the, these next games and, and, you know, Miami, Tennessee, Nevada, Kansas state, you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty surreal feeling to know that, that you can look back and kind of, damn, we did that. And now I'm seeing like, I'm on Twitter and stuff and, and the March madness is, is kind of going crazy now. And it's, it's like, uh, you know, whatever NCAA men's and it's like, who will be the next Cinderella. And it's like a four, it's like a four pictures. It's like Florida Gulf coast. Um, and I saw a picture of Braden Norris from last year, like loyal is in the conversation now. And it, and it's kind of crazy to me. And, and I saw that and I was like, damn, like it, it, it kind of hits you when you're done. Like, Four years ago, we weren't, there was no talk of that. And now, you know, my freshman year went to the final four, but I think that my, my senior year was really kind of that like validation point, that validation point. Like this, this wasn't a Cinderella. This wasn't a, a fluke. You know, we got back here and we did the, we, we didn't go, you know, to the final four, but we proved that, you know, that that wasn't just a one, one time thing. And now we're back in the tournament again. I mean, we made the tournament three out of five years. Um, you know, I don't think anyone could have thought that, uh, you know, four years ago before, before, uh, you know, my freshman year. And it's back to back tournament appearances for the first time since 62 and 63, which is even right. before my time, believe that or not. Uh, you know, it's the, the media attention that you guys get out. You're in a big media market when you're playing in Chicago, but when you're Loyola at that time, you know, you were kind of running maybe sixth, seventh or eighth on the, uh, on the newspaper list and on the, TV list, but then all of a sudden, you know, people start to jump on the bandwagon and I'm sure you guys didn't mind having people jump on the bandwagon at that point, but then you're having to deal not only with playing, but also having to deal with, uh, with people like me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, the media has its place in March madness. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. Um, you got to kind of block that stuff out as a player. Um, you know, for me now graduated an alumni kind of it, it's, uh, you know, you appreciate the media maybe a little bit more because like you get inside, you know, you get insight on what's going on. Uh, you know, I, every story that comes out about Loyola, I read because, you know, I, I'm not there. I'm right. not, you know, I'm not there. I'm not living it. So I wanted to kind of know what's going on. I want to hear the quotes and, and stuff like that. So um, I guess you gain a little bit more of an a, appreciation for that stuff. Um, I could tell you like, after a shoot around or, or something and, you know, you got to stay in the locker room for, for 30 minutes and there's 45 cameras and 45 media people asking you questions. You're in the moment, you're like, this shit sucks. Like, <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to answer all these questions and stuff, but like I said, it, it comes with it. It comes with it. And uh, I think my freshman year, it was, I mean, it was uh, a whirlwind. I mean, I think, because of COVID last year, um, you know, all the stuff was on zoom. So that kind of took away from, I guess the, the, you know, being in the moment or right. being there like in the present, but I, I can, and I'm, uh, those guys are going to get a taste of that now. I'm sure that it's people are, are going to be in, in person live interviews there. Um, man, I, I can remember, uh, in the game against Nevada, um, at the Atlanta Hawks arena, they put us, we were the, we were the 11 seed, I believe. Yep. And uh, we were the worst seed out of all the teams. I think it was Kansas state, Kentucky, Nevada, and us. So we got the shaft in the locker room situation. <laughs> like we got not much bigger than like, 
it was very small. It was a very small locker room. And uh, we, we had beaten Nevada, and it was that time where, you know, the media was allowed to come in, and, like, it was fire hazard in there. I mean, there were, there <laughs> were probably 100 people, cameras, people fighting for, you know, to get a quote from Clay or Ben or Dante or something like that, Marcus. So, um, and then the next game, because Kansas State had beaten uh, Kentucky, we were the higher seed. And, and we got uh, like Kentucky's locker room from the night before. And it was like a palace in there, man. <laughs> we had enough space to lay out, you know, there, there was plenty of room in that. So uh, that uh, the media is definitely a, a part of March Madness and it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, uh, you become kind of legendary and, and some people can't deal with, I don't know. However, the media is fickle, obviously. I mean, we, we're, we climb onto stories that are, that we feel are interesting to, you know, yeah. the mass appeal and, you know, and the story from Loyola, your freshman year, and you know, you became kind of legendary and clay and, and Dante and all those guys. And then it kind of is fleeting a little bit and then it comes right back to you. I mean, they, they still talk about you. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I think my dad called me uh, yesterday. He was watching the, the selection shows or something. And they were, they were talking about, uh, you know, Loyola against Ohio State and, and whatever. And then they were talking about the next round, uh, you know, if we were to play Vill Villanova. And he said that they, they mentioned my name and, and stuff like that. So I guess that's kind of cool. Um, you know, that's something that I can't see now because, you know, I'm out in Europe playing. But, um, yeah, like you said, I guess it's kind of – last year it was pretty big. I can remember, like, the month of April was, was a pretty big – media month for me, um, especially, I mean, March too. Um, I went on like the Dan Patrick show. That was, that was pretty fun. Um, just a lot of interviews and stuff. And, and that, like I said, that's what comes with it. And that's kind of like a fun thing that I'll never forget, I guess, like 20, 30 years, you know, down the road, you can look back and, and have that stuff. Um, stuff that might seem like, like I said, kind of, I don't know, not boring, but like, do I really have to do this type of stuff? Um, <laughs> You know, I can remember like last year, like it was all on Zoom and stuff. So, you know, you get kind of fatigued of the, of the Zoom, you know, the Zoom world and the Zoom interviews and all the time. And uh, I can remember like I did like three or four straight days of interviews with, with our guy, Bill, Bill Barron's, our, our SID. And um, I went down with one to coach uh, and he could just kind of tell like I, I was fatigued of it. I was just kind of like, you know, not, not necessarily not there, but just kind of giving blank answers. It was, and it's sometimes with the media during March Madness, like you said, like everybody wants to cling on to that story, right? Like my freshman year, it was Sister Jean. How, how many Sister Jean questions am I going to get? Yeah. You know, I could go to an interview and get 10 <laughs> Sister Jean questions. What does she mean to the team? You know, what are the prayers like? You know, like I can only ask answer so much about that until it gets repetitive, right? Right. Um, so, you know, coach could sense that my, my senior year and he kind of put me on like a two day, like, you know, he's not going to take any media requests. He's not going to, you know, do any interviews. And that, that really kind of helped. I think that was before, or I think that was after, after the Illinois game. I think that kind of really helped just kind of, you know, refocus and, and uh, just kind of get back to it. Yeah, that Dan Patrick interview is legendary, and he tried to get you to sing and everything like that. But and yeah. I want you to think about that for a second because uh, later on we're going to play a little game uh, that kind of has something to do with that. I'll, I'll just tease right. it. I'll just tease it that way. I don't. I don't want you to get any insight and you know be able to to cheat while we're doing this interview here. But 
you know, you, you know, you, you, we talk about all the media attention, and and then you and Lucas are kind of together, uh, bonded together forever. Whether either of you like it or not, I know you guys are, are friends. But uh, can you think about the, the fact that you guys really kind of carried that torch from your freshman year all the way through now to the senior year, and now Lucas uh, taking his extra year here? kind of uh, defining the program and, and changing the culture. And I know that word is, is big at Loyola, changing that culture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said before, like the the validating thing, you know, my freshman year, like I said, like it was great. It was you know, once the Final Four, you know, like that, that, that was wild. It was, you know, last second shots. Going to San Antonio was great. But like, you know, George Mason went to the Final Four, not to call teams out or anything like that, but – uh, I think VCU went to, to the final four um, kind of s- same similar situation as us, you know, a couple teams every 10 years or something, they do that, you know, and, and then no one ever talks about them again. I don't know. I, I don't know when the last time George Mason made it or, or, or you know, VCU, whatever, right. um, you know, they kind of fade out. Right. And, and I guess I don't think that's something we like talked about, but it, it's something that like once you get there and you have that standard as far as you know we want to play our, our best basketball winning basketball in March like you start to every March that comes around you you, you want to validate that and I think like that this last year that we had and, and even this year making the tournament again um, you know it just validated that 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 wasn't just like a one-time thing for us that wasn't like a a one and done type situation so I think I'm really proud of that, especially to do it against, um, you know, the teams that we did it against. Uh, you know, I guess our, our freshman year, we kind of got some help. Uh, Virginia, Virginia lost 116. Right. Um, Nevada beat Cincinnati, who was the two seed. So we got some help from some other teams, but uh, not to take away anything from us. We still beat some really good teams, but, um, you know, the, the, that Virginia team was, was, I mean, they won the national championship the next year. So uh, they were definitely, definitely really good. And then, uh, but, but my senior year, you know, we played ACC champions uh, in Georgia Tech and, and beat them in a really good game. And then, you know, Big Ten conference champions in, in Illinois, you know, one seed. Uh, the, the committee, or they didn't do us any favors there, you know. So, um, and we were able to, to, to come out and, and win that game. And I think that's just kind of like a, a very – very great culmination of, of, of my career at Loyola. And, you know, I'm sure um, whatever happens, happens in, in this NCAA tournament, but for Lucas's career as well. Kind of piggybacking off of that, I mean, did you ever give any serious thought to coming back for that, uh, that extra COVID year? Or were you in your mind ready to, ready to go and, and see what was next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people have asked me this question. Um, I get some Instagram messages every once in a while about people, people, why didn't you stay? You could have been on this team. And, you know, I, I just felt like there wasn't really a, a whole lot more for me to do in college. Um, not to be arrogant or, or cocky or anything, but I was the third team All-American last year. Uh, you know, I could come back this year and try to shoot for the second or the first team. But, um, you know, we went to the Sweet 16. We beat, uh, you know, we beat Illinois. We beat, you know, it would have been different if, you know, we got bounced maybe in the first round or we didn't make the tournament. We lost in, in St. Louis or something like that. Or we didn't win the Valley. Um, but like that, that last senior season was kind of like a perfect culmination. You know, we won the regular season, we won the conference 
tournament. We made the Sweet 16. I, I, I was playing well. I was an All-American. Like, I didn't really feel like, you know, next year coming back for another year would, would help me in, in any way. I mean, as a, as a player, uh, it, it might help me develop more, but I could also develop as a player, you know, while, while being able to make some money. So, uh, you know, that's just kind of what I, I decided. And, um, yeah, it's worked out. Yeah, and you know, fans will never understand the the mindset of, of a guy that's already been through it a couple of times. And like you say, and, and it's I don't think it's arrogance at all. I think it's 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 a mature decision, you know, to be honest with you. And it's a right. pro- it was probably a very tough decision for you because you do have ties to Loyola and you do have ties to Chicago. And you know, it would have been the easy choice to to maybe go back and play that fifth year. But I think you're right. I mean, I think that uh, you know, you you had to prove yourself on a different level. Yeah, yeah, and I think like. Um you know, this year I've had a lot of people, um, you know, not, not like, I don't really know how to phrase this, but like, this is, this year is, is those guys, it's their team this year. You know, I have nothing to do with this team this year. Um, I'm a fan, you know, I have my podcast that I talk to, to my, to my buddy Will about, and we, you know, we shoot the shit and we, we do what we do and, and have some fun and talk about memories and stuff and kind of talk about what they're doing now. But like, I, I'm not a part of this team, you know, and I, um, they know that I'm there, you know, cheering for them, supporting them. But like uh, Cameron Crutwig's got nothing to do with, with the 2022, 2021, 2022, you know, Loyola Ramblers. This is their team. These guys have worked for it. They deserve it. You know, I was, I was kind of the guy in in the spotlight last year uh, along with Lucas and some other guys, but now, you know, it's definitely these guys has turned to, to, you know, the Braden Norris, Ahiru Guac, Tate Hall, Keith Clemens, those guys, Marquise Kennedy, um, Tom Welch, all, all those guys, even the, the transfers, Chris Knight uh, and things like that. It's their time to shine. And I think some people, you know, when they, when they think loyal, maybe they, they just think of me or they, you know, they just think, um, you know, about that game against Illinois or, or they think about that shot, uh, Dante's shot about uh, against Miami. But it's definitely much more than, than just, you know, a couple guys. More with Cameron Crutwig coming your way here in just a few moments. The Andy Mazur Podcast is sponsored by Roots Pizza. Join Roots Pizza at our Lincoln Square location Sunday, March 27th for Pizza School. Master the art of creating your very own pizza by using the basic fundamentals taught here at Roots Handmade Pizza. Our dough-tossing pros will demonstrate the perfect technique for you to follow along. You'll be guided through saucing, topping, and cheesing your pizza as you wish. Once you've created the perfect pie, we'll bake your masterpiece in our oven. All you need to do next is just sit back and enjoy your creation. Sunday, March 27th from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. at our Lincoln Square location on Lawrence. Each table reservation includes a 12-inch pizza kit and non-alcoholic beverages. 50% of ticket sales will be donated to One Tail at a Time Animal Rescue. For more details, head to RootsPizza.com. The Andy Mazur Podcast. Now, back to Andy. You are from the suburbs of Chicago, and you are an absolutely rabid Chicago Bears fan. Now, I've gotten some stories about you. Every time you guys drove by Soldier Field, you would, you know, you would make a mention of the fact that you were driving by Soldier Field. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. This year, there are some changes. I mean, I think the changes were necessary. Uh, and now there's even more changes with the new regime in there with a couple of very well-known guys uh, kind of being shown the door. What have, you, uh, what have you thought about some of the things so far with the Bears? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, we used to take uh, – we used to go um, – we used to fly out of Midway um, for, for our conference games on a, on a, on a plane. And, uh, you had to take Lakeshore all the way down until, uh, until, you know, until you go off to St. Louis or, or you go kind of the, to the South side of Chicago. 
And uh, <clears throat> we used to ride in these vans and I would hook up the aux cord to the van. And as we would drive by Soldier Field, I would, I would play Bear Down, Chicago Bears. And, and like the first couple of times, everyone thought it was funny, you know, <laughs> but like I would do it every time. <laughs> and they were like, oh God, here he goes again, playing the, the Bears song. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a big, big Bears fan. Um, you know, I actually stayed up to watch a couple of games this year. I watched a majority of the games towards the end of the year. Not so much, um, but I tried to stay up and, and do what I can um, to watch the games. And yeah, it's uh, kind of the Ryan pace era is, is slowly, but surely kind of departing. I mean, Mac being traded, uh, Goldman being released. I think Robinson is, is going to be released. Uh, Cohen released. So um, you know, they're trying to acquire picks, acquire capital, try, trying to, you know, kind of get their guys in. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, this draft, not having a first pick in, in this year's draft is, is kind of tough. Um, I would have liked to see us get maybe a second rounder for, for Mac. Or did we get a, no, yeah, we a sec, second round this year and a uh, six round next year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would have liked to see us get a first, but, you know, I, I'm seeing, I mean, Von Miller, you know, he didn't even get a first. I think Amari Cooper, uh, you know, they traded him and I don't know if they got a first for him. So I think the market, you know, the trade market right now is kind of, kind of low. So. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see uh, what they do to build around Justin Fields. And I, I know you said you had a chance to watch a couple of games. What, what were your thoughts about him? I mean, I, and you know, I've got my thoughts about uh, the way he was coached, but uh, what, what were your thoughts about him? Yeah, I think you can see, um, you know, my my humble football opinion. Uh, you know, I, I love the game of football. I really do. Like, I would, I would play backyard football over backyard basketball any day of the week, any day. Um, and my friends will tell you that. But uh, you know, I think it, it's, it was an up and down season. I, I think confidence really kind of like fluctuated so much this year for him. Just you know not being named the starter right out of the gate, you know, playing kind of playing that Andy Dalton game where, you know, Andy Dalton was the starter for the first couple of weeks, then he was hurt. Then, you know, Fields was playing, 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 and then Dalton got healthy. And then it was, oh, well, Dalton's still our starter type thing. I think there were some politics there involved. Um, so I don't think that that can help a young player kind of, you know, you can't develop like that, you, you know, not really knowing your role on the team and, and things like that. And, and then, um, yeah, just the offensive, you know, struggles for us. Uh, I mean, we, we ran like a three quarterback system. This year. Bulls played some games, you know, fields played some games. There was really no cohesive, you know, plan of attack. And then, um, you know, our run game I thought was, was, was pretty solid this year. You know, Montgomery, I know he got hurt. But uh, I, I know some some fans, and I follow a lot of Bears Twitter, man. A lot of a lot of Bears Twitter. There's some there's some uh, interesting takes out there. But um, I know some people were were a little upset with the run game, you know, two years ago. So I, I think we got back to that a little bit. And I think we, I think as a Bears fan, y'all see. I mean, David Montgomery is is a real deal. I mean, he's a real deal. He's a good player. And um, you know, I, I didn't think the offensive line was 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 terribly bad this year I mean I think in the past game they, they had some breakdowns I mean sure but in the run game I, I felt like you know we were able to move the football a little bit and, and in the red zone we uh I, we had to be pretty bad in the red zone this year I mean I, we, we couldn't cap off drives with touchdowns and it, it was just kind of a 
kind of a bad year uh, in general. And then the defense, um, you know, the defense did what they could, but there were some games where you're like, oh, man, I mean, this is our defense this game, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's going to be up to those guys, new coach, new coordinators, you know, it's going to be up to those guys to coach them up. Every year is different, you know, every year is different. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Definitely excited. Got a lot of cap room, you know, in two, in Next year, two yeah. years. Yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll be able to backload some deals um, and, and get a couple guys. But the wide receiver market right now is a is a little thin. It's it's really kind of thin with Amari Cooper. Uh, Godwin got signed back, so we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, the defense. Uh, it, it's hard to when you're on the field for 40 minutes in a game <laughs> to try to stop yeah, somebody. Right, you know? right, right. <laughs> that, yeah, right, right. That was that was the issue. Now, you know, to the playoffs this last year, uh, some crazy finishes. And I'm sure you were zeroed in on one of them in particular for a couple of reasons. Uh, that was the San Francisco Green Bay ending when Robbie Gold kicked the field goal for the 49ers to eliminate the Packers. Now, as a Bears fan, you know, hey, high five. But as a, a guy who got to meet Robbie Gold, probably yeah. even more special, right? Yeah, no, it, it's uh, he's supposed to be coming on my podcast at some point. Um, hopefully I'll get him on there. But uh yeah, yeah. So I think it was my sophomore year. Um, he was coming in to shoot a, a March Madness. The Bears had like a March Madness of Chicago Bears bracket, right? And he was going up against uh, Erlocker in like the Elite Eight or, or something like that. And he was trying to use Sister Jean to make like a like a video, you know, like a kind of like a Chicago video to, to kind of get get some votes. It was all fan voting. And, um, you know, Bill was like, yeah, hey, Crut, like uh, Robbie Gould's going to be up here, you know, next week or something like, and I'm like, all right, you let me know. Okay. And I'll miss class. I'll miss what I'll drop whatever <laughs> I'm doing. Um, so yeah, I got to meet him and show him around campus and, and, and shoot some hoops with them and stuff. And he's a great dude. He's, um, you know, he, he lives in, in the Chicago suburbs and, and stuff. So um, his kids, kids are out there and his family's out there. So um, and then my junior year, you know, we talked my sophomore year, it was sophomore year spring. And I was like, you got to get out to a game. You got to get out to a game. And um, I, I gave him some tickets to come to the uh, UNI game my, my junior year. Um, it, it was a battle for first place and it went into overtime and it, it was a really great game. So happy for him and happy for him to, to, to come to the game. And, uh, you know, I, I hit him up on Twitter every once in a while and, and he responds. So, yeah, it's definitely cool. It's definitely cool. Uh, you know, it's kind of cool to be able to use uh, the celebrity for good there, right? I mean, you get to meet some guys that you that you yeah, looked up to. Yeah. Was there anybody else yeah. that you got a chance to meet that you're like, oh, pinch me. I'm meeting this guy. Um, my one, uh, my freshman year, um, Jim Nance did like a, uh, a, a, he narrated like the Final Four banquet and I got to meet him and stuff. And then before the game, um, you know, like the producer meeting notes, like, you know, when they talk about the guys and stuff on the broadcast, like they have a meeting with them before the game. I'm sure, you know, yep. and uh, it was the starting five and, and coach. We got to sit down with Grant Hill, Bill Raftery, uh, Jim Nance and uh, Tracy. I can't remember. Tracy Wilson. Name. Yeah. Yeah. Tracy Wilson. And uh, you know, they're asking us questions, how, you know, this and that. And uh you know, they were very personable, you know, it, it was like they were my friend and, and uh, we were talking and talking. And then uh, it's my junior year, fast forward two years. Um, and this is just what type, type of guy uh, Jim Nance is like, I asked Bill, 
Bill better listen to this podcast. He will. I'm giving a shout out after shout out on this thing. <laughs> but uh, I, I asked him, and I was like, uh, you know, I was going to the Bears Vikings game on, on a Sunday. And I was in Nance and Romo were on the call. And I, I asked Bill, and I was like, you think maybe I could, I could, you know, go up there and say what's up to Nance, like if he remembers me or something. And he was like, all right, well, I'll ask, uh, you know, are people, uh, so, I know someone at CBS or something. And it got back kind of quick and I was actually able to go up there in the booth and I got a picture with it and uh, met Tony Romo, met Jim Nance, well, said hello to Jim Nance again. Um, and he remembered me and everything. So, so he's, he's a great guy. And, and I can remember um, he called the Illinois game um, and, I, and I put the, the headset on after the game and he came into the, to the, you know, into the mic or whatever. And he was like, you know, Hey, just congrats on everything. Um, you know, just kind of wish me good luck and in the next round and everything. So he's a really great dude. And uh, it, was, it was cool to go up in the booth and, and see that. You know, it's funny you mentioned Jim Nance. Uh, I, I've had the opportunity to get to know him a little bit, too. I wrote an article about him for a, a website that I write for as well. And he responded to, uh, to, the, to the article. And I thought, eh, this is not Jim Nance te- you know, texting him. There's, there's no way this is Jim Nance calling me about this. And sure enough, it was him. And, uh, you know, I talked to him every once in a while. He's very encouraging. He's a... Uh, He's a real down to earth kind of guy, and you know, I th- yeah, it's glad to, I'm glad to hear someone else validating that for me because it's not just me yeah. that's had that great experience with him. For sure, for sure, definitely. Uh, it was crazy. It was like two or three years ago since we've been to the Final Four. You know, he could easily for- forgot me, but uh, you know, he-, he he allowed me to come up in the booth and-, and kind of see what he does and see how they work and, and meet Tony Romo. So that that was really cool. That's cool, and definitely a cool story. I'm glad you shared that one. Um, so you, you know, you mentioned earlier that uh, you and Will Alcock are uh, are doing the podcast, and I I love the title of the podcast. Where yeah. did you guys get the idea, first of all, and uh, and how is it going? I mean, it's it's you know from from someone who's doing it himself, you know, putting these things together is not as easy as everybody thinks it is. It takes some time. Yeah, yeah. So we got the idea, uh, Bears Blurs in Belgium, uh, from the office. Um, there's there's a famous scene where where Jim. Um, kind of impersonates uh, Dwight. I don't know if you, you've seen The Office, yeah. but uh, he impersonates him, and he's like, uh, you know, beats, uh, Bears beats in Battlestar Galactica, and, and that's kind of the punchline. So we kind of flipped it around uh, as, a, as a pun, uh, Bears blurs in Belgium. So that's kind of where that came from. And, and yeah, like you said, uh, the, the, the seven-hour difference makes it tough to record and, and get episodes out and I'm by no means, uh, you know, a production guy, you know, I, I pretty much just go on my computer and we talk. So, um, we're actually working with this podcast network called believe the believe, uh, podcast network. They've helped us out a little bit with some sound uh, quality stuff and everything, but, um, yeah, I mean, looking to grow it, but it, it's kind of a very, you know, niche podcast, you know, it's, it's really kind of for the, the Rambler fans and everything. And, and, you know, maybe we'll grow into something someday, but, uh, for now, it's you know, I think we got like maybe two or three hundred listeners, and and they listen, and uh, yeah, we have some fun. And that's what these things are all about. I mean, it's about having fun. It's about appealing to uh, an audience, and you can speak your mind freely. You can you have all the time in the world to express your your opinions about things. You're not bound by you know commercials or a radio show and that kind of respect. So that, I'm I'm sure is it different talking to Will on the podcast than it was talking to him on the bench and getting you going through the uh, the whole experience with him. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I didn't really talk to Will that much on the bench. We were we were on the opposite ends. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. 
that was more towards the front. Um, and he was more uh, in the last couple seats. But uh, it's definitely, you know, a joking type of type of podcast manner. And, and uh, you know, he's, he's probably one of my best friends um, on, on the team last year. And we kind of did a lot of stuff together. So, uh, so yeah. He is definitely a fan favorite. I did a couple of games this year that got out of hand, and uh, and he was in for some extended minutes. And I did notice something about him that uh, that I'm sure he rubs in your face every chance he gets. And he hit three three pointers in a, in the in the, this year, and he's eclipsed yeah. your career record of one. Uh, I'm yeah. sure that that is something that he likes to uh, let yeah, ma- mention a little up. bit. That's been brought up a couple times. That's and how have you reacted up. to that? I want to know how you've reacted to that. Yeah, we talked about it uh, maybe a couple episodes ago. Um, you know, I said I'll let him have that one. He, he can have it. Um, you know, if that's his, if that's his claim to fame, uh, you know, why why take that away from him? So I'll I'll be all right with some of the other stuff that I that I've won and and, and got. So uh, he can have the, the all time threes. So you got to say you got the threes, but I got the third time all three time all American or the third team yeah. all American. You can put the three to to use for yourself there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think you'd rather have that, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're a young guy, but I, I find out too that uh, that you're a guy that loves 80s stuff. Uh, not only music, but movies. And I, my my source, of course, you know, is Bill Barons, of the uh, the sports information director. There uh, would be a little. Ups- you said he said you were a little upset every time that the, a movie was being played on a, on a bus or whatever on a plane that wasn't one of the the classics. What do you consider the eighties classics? Well, I wouldn't say I'm I'm eighties only. Oh, okay, I, I think Bill resonates with that because that oh yeah, because he's old and so am I. That's okay. That was that was his time. <laughs> I mean, I, I like a lot of different types of music. Um, you know, like. I like the Motowns, the rock, uh, you know, eighties. I'm not a big nineties like rap, uh, guy, but I do like, like, uh, modern rap and in two thousands and stuff like that. But, um, as far as the movies, man, um, I just like, there's some classics that you need to have seen. And, and it really, you know, some guys on the team haven't, you know, when there's a movie playing, you you seen this movie? And they go, oh, no, I haven't seen this. Like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? You need to see that movie. So, uh, like, there's some good ones, you know, like uh, The Fugitive is okay. a great movie. Chicago-based, Harrison Ford, um, great movie. I watched, I remember uh, me and Lucas, Lucas had never seen that movie. We watched it in the hotel room on some trip. And the whole time he was like, oh, this movie sucks. This movie sucks. But but I know he liked it. I know he did. And uh, so we did that. And then um, we used to do this thing, like when we go to restaurants and stuff, um, well, I used to do this thing, like, you know, a restaurant kind of plays like, you know, background music, you know, they play background music or something um, kind of faint. And if I would catch the song in my ear and it was, you know, kind of an old, older song, I would, I would go around and ask some, some guys on the team that I, that I knew didn't know the song. Um, hey, what song is this? And, and, and Bill or, or uh, we had a strength strength coach, uh, Dave, who was who was a big guy in, in the music. So uh, we, we kind of have fun fun that way too. Okay, so normally on this podcast we play a game called One Hit Wonders in One Second, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna do something a little bit different because I, I found out that there's three '80s artists that uh, that you kind of gravitated to. By the way, if you see me reaching okay. down here, my dog is biting the hell out of me right now because I think he has got to go outside. But uh, I want—he's a—he's a mutt. He's a, 
a little Australian cattle dog. Here, come up here, buddy. Oh, come here, buddy. Nice. Say hi. Say hi to Cam. Say Actually, hi to Cam. Uh, say hi to Cam. This is this is Otis, by the way. Oh, Otis. Yeah. Nice. Otis is a little crazy right now. It's the, it's, it's the time of the time of the day that he wants to go out, and he's letting me know because right. it's sixty degrees in Chicago today. And I think he knows oh. that. But all right, yeah. so here's what I want to do. I want to play some introductions of some of these songs, and I want to see okay. if you're able to get them from the intros. I'm going to go a little bit more than one second because uh, I'm just going to say that because of the time difference. <laughs> Here we go. Here's the first one. Oh, I don't know that one. Okay, so the, the, the hint is the, the group is your hometown. Oh, Chicago? Yeah. There's a couple. Um, play that one more time. Okay. Is it, it's not twenty five six to four? No, it's one of it's a it's a newer one. Uh, twenty five or six to four goes kind of back to Chicago two and three. This is more from seventeen eighteen. Uh, the album numbers, oh. yeah, the album numbers. So a little later on, like uh, this is probably late eighties. Uh, I don't know. Okay, here, I'll play a I little. I know a lot of Chicago, but if you play it all, maybe I'll know. There we go. I don't want you to misunderstand me. Oh, okay. It's a little stay the night. Ah, oh, okay. Right. I don't know if I've heard that one before. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a pretty good one. I'll have to add it. I'll have to add it to the, to the repertoire. I'm always, I'm always looking to add things up. Yeah. Okay. So that's a little uh, Chicago. I, I, I there's two other artists that I've heard that you are a, a big fan of. So let's go ahead and yeah, I, I uh, do some Chicago. Me, me and uh, me and some. We we actually had this music uh, chat that we used to do. Oh, like, nice. Uh, me, Bill, and, and and Dave, who I mentioned, like every day it was someone's turn to do like an artist, and it didn't have to be an artist we all knew, like just one of your favorites, and you'd give like a little, you know, Wikipedia type. Uh, description of each one. And gotcha. We call it like music class. It's ah. it kind of fun to do. It's kind yeah. of fun to do. Bill, Bill's got some good music taste. I mean, he and I are, yeah. are we're, we're cut from the same cloth of that. All right. So let's move on to another artist here and let's give you an intro. Okay. That's Kiss on My Lips. Oh, now. yeah. I knew you'd know this one. Was this the one that uh, Dan Patrick wanted you to sing? No, I think uh, that was Private Eyes. Ah, okay. That's what it yeah. was. All right, let's yeah. let's stick with uh, let's stick with these guys here. Hang on. That's uh, make my dream come true. Oh yes, it is. But I know some deep some deep cuts of all notes. So what what would you say? I mean, is Private Eyes number one or? Yeah, I, I like Private Eyes. I like Sarah Smile a lot. Oh nice. Uh, yeah, that's a little slower though. Yeah. Uh, out of touch. Oh, that's one of my favorite ones. Out of touch. Now, did, did Bill ever tell you that uh, uh, he and I saw Hall and Oates at the uh, what do they call it, the Allstate Arena? Oh, nice. Yeah, we saw them with uh, with Tears for Fears, and it was uh, it was Fears. a great it was great it was really a, a good show. Okay, so there's one other artist I heard that you're a fan of. So let's go with this one. Right, let's, let's go with it. this one right here. Uh, 
It's on the tip yeah. of your tongue, I can tell. Yeah. Uh, and I'll play it again. This is this time is going to go into the song. So here we go. Maybe some of the words will help you out here. Is it uh, Jacob's Ladder? Yeah, that's a little later than this one. This one's up about 83 from Sports. Yeah, I'm bad with the album name. It's all good. It's all good. This is uh, this, this, one? this is Heart and Soul. Oh, okay. That's Heart and yeah. Soul. All right, so I, I'm not confident about this last one then. Play but, me another Huey Lewis. Yeah, we're going to do another Huey Lewis one here. Hang on a second. Let's get rid of this one first. Hang on. It's got to play itself out. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. All right. So that's heart and soul. All right. Last one. Here we go. Oh yeah, he got that one. Nailed it. This is about eighty-four. Yeah, yeah. This is this is good stuff. Yeah, it's so interesting to me to talk to to younger guys too that that kind of. Uh, relate to these 80s songs as well because yeah. I'm biased but I thought it was the best decade ever yeah. <laughs> that's just me what's your favorite Huey Lewis new song you know I kind of like some of the uh, the earlier stuff too I mean I like uh, Do You Believe in Love I think yeah. that's a that's a tremendous Stuck With You, uh, you like Stuck song. With You that's- Stuck With You is a great tune yeah that's on that same yeah, album that, at this last one but uh, you know, even the, like you said, uh, hip to be square. You know, the the San Francisco 49ers sing background on that. Joe Montana and Jerry Rice, they're in the background of that song. If you ever listen to it again, it's something you can uh, kind of listen for. Fun fact. Yeah. See, there you go. Well, thanks yeah. for being a great sport. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's uh, it's been great to catch up with you. I mean, I, like I said, I've, I've known of you and uh, I've called some of your games. Never had a real chance to to kind of sit down and, and chat with you. I'm glad we had the opportunity. Glad we were able to make it work. Yeah, for sure. Especially with the with the time difference and all, it's, it's great to, to be on. And um, definitely, if you could send me the link or something, so I, I know my parents and, and everyone w- would love to listen to this and uh, I'll bring back some memories. Absolutely. And uh, uh, pub your uh, uh, plug your uh, your podcast one more time here. Uh, yeah, it's it's Bears Blurs in Belgium. Uh, follow us on Instagram. We've got about a uh, hundred and fifty followers, maybe. Um, we try to get out weekly episodes, but. You know, it is what it is, but uh, especially during March now, hopefully the Ramblers can, can make another run and, and we'll get some good content out. Sounds like a plan. Hey, Cret, thanks so much again. And, uh, hey, the best of luck to you out there and the, as you finish up your season. And uh, maybe we'll catch up with you in Chicago one of these days. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on again. And uh, go Ramblers. And a big thanks to Cameron Quartrig for taking some time out of his busy day to join us here on the Andy Mazur Podcast. And remember, hit that subscribe button if you like what you hear, wherever you might be listening across the many different podcasting platforms. Don't forget, I've also created a YouTube page, so just search Andy Mazur Podcast for video trailers of each week's podcast. And certainly, I appreciate you checking us out. Remember, this podcast is sponsored locally by Roots Pizza with four convenient Chicago area locations. There's sure to be a Roots Pizza near you. Stop in for Quad City style pizza with that sweet malted crust. And do not forget to order the mozzarella sticks. They are unforgettable, cheesy, gooey, and life-changing. For more information, head to rootspizza.com. That's rootspizza.com. This is the Andy Mazer Podcast.
You got something to get off your chest? You know, something that's been eating at you. It's time to rant. Andy and 60. Well, March Madness is here, and the chore of selecting that field of 68 is now over. And now it's time to complain about who should have gotten in and who got a seed they didn't deserve and all of that stuff. So first of all, let me get this out of the way. The Big Ten, nine teams into the tournament. Now, the track record for the conference in the NCAAs has not been all that good, but it is hard to deny that the Big Ten wasn't one of, if not the toughest conference in the country. Seeding. Speaking of the Big Ten, how is Wisconsin a three-seed, first of all? And then, how do they get what amounts to be a home game in Milwaukee? Oh, and if the Badgers advance a couple of games, they'll have to travel really, really far. I hope they can get there okay to Chicago. Who do the Badgers know on this committee? I mean, you mean to tell me that Coach K in his final tournament could have been placed in that region to at least have a chance to coach in his hometown? Now, look, there's some great storylines, some coaching, some assistant coaches who are now head coaches, but uh, for all the haggling and all the moaning and all the groaning, I'm just glad to see the tournament is back kind of normalized now with fans back in the stands. I can't wait. Let's get that ball tipped. And that's Andy in just over 60. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Andy Mazur Podcast. It's sponsored by Roots Pizza. Head to rootspizza.com for more information. I would like to thank Cameron Crutwig once again for joining us today. And make sure you check out his podcast, Bears, Blurs, and Belgium, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, please hit that subscribe button wherever you're hearing this podcast so I know you're out there and enjoying what you're hearing. Now, if you want to get in touch, head to our Facebook page for the Andy Mazur Podcast, and you can leave a comment there. Also, remember, we're on YouTube with clips and highlights of each episode of the podcast. That's going to do it for this episode. Once again, a big thanks to Big Earn, the voice man, for his help as always. And again, thanks to Cam Crutwick for joining me here today. And most of all, thanks to you for listening. Until next time, it's Andy Mazur saying, play nice, kids. Take care. Andy Mazur. Hi, pal.